0: Bob Stauffer, along with Brendan Escott, uh, Kellen Kennedy, is uh, helping engineer the show for us as well today. We'll tell you the guests on the show receive gift certificates for Roos Chris Steakhouse. They've been a proud advertiser of Oilers Now uh, for this the upcoming 13th season on 6:30. Chad, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue until Chris and Chef Eltav that Oilers Now sent you. Roos Chris open. Uh, let's see Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. We head back off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Are inaugural guest on our five to seven edition of Oilers Now. Edmonton Oilers CEO of Hockey Operations, Jeff Jackson. He's our Oilers Now headliner for Hawk Beef Jerky, the best you've ever tasted. Search for Hawk W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. All right, Jeff, uh, thanks for staying with us. So you're with the May Police. That comes to an end. When did you make the decision to uh, get started in the agency business?
1: Um, I guess it sort of came about when Sam Garnier... His dad, Dave, uh, was a, a longtime friend. Uh, sort of reached out and asked if I would, you know, be willing to help Sam. Um, I was kind of hesitant to get in the agent business, but I also had spent, you know, the four or five years with the Leafs, negotiating and talking to agents almost every day on the other side of the table, and sort of understood the business um, a little bit better than I had previously, and decided that, you know, I would jump in and help Sam. And then thought to myself, you know what, I might be able to, you know, I might be able to do this as a career. And it's very, it's a very difficult business to do on your own. Uh, I started on my own. I had a little, a little agency, uh, started recruiting players. And then um, Rick Kern and Bobby Orr came along one day. Uh, I was actually in, I was actually in the middle of negotiating with Bill Zito and Acme to to join them Um, to kind of run Canada for them and then Rick and Bobby came along and wanted to talk and you know pretty quickly I realized that that would be a great opportunity to be associated with um, someone like Bobby Orr who I admired you know uh, like many of us for my whole life um, and Rick Curran had been my agent with Bill Waters for a long time and we had a good relationship so that was pre-existing and they you know Rick is very established and very well respected in the agent business so I ended up you know, kind of going from my little shop, which had, you know, a small number of players um, and I was realizing very quickly that no matter what my resume said, I was going to have a hard time recruiting players uh, and competing with the CAs and the Octagons and the, or Hockeys of the world, the Newports. So um, I joined them and um, you know, as a part of that, they had recruited Connor McDavid uh, just previous, and uh, I had watched Connor. Uh, I'd met with Brian, his dad, a couple of times uh, about trying to represent Connor and. You know, the, 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 everything lined up, and I ended up joining OR and then representing Connor. So it all worked out in the end on that front. And uh, yeah, that's sort of the beginning of the agent business for
0: yeah, me. Yeah, uh, as an FYI, as, I don't know if you know, but we we have Brian Lawton coming up from Octagon tonight for while. Factor Deserted 605, and he's the guy that started Octagon's agency. Uh, we have Jerry Johansson. And he does the show probably once every six weeks. I know you you actually made like five appearances on the show before joining the orders uh, in your new capacity. So you've had this relationship with guys like Aaron Eckblad at number one overall pick and 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 Connor, and and these are in the case of Connor, you've known him since what, 12, 13 years of age?
1: Uh, the first time I saw him play, he was 14 okay. um, and I've told that story many times about how I found out about him was through Sam Garnier. He was practicing in the summertime in Oakville by himself. Sam used to run the ice by himself often and work on you know certain skills in this little kid came out on the ice um and said, Mr. Gandhi, can I join you? And Sam says, Sure, and they messed around with the puck for twenty minutes and Connor or uh, uh it was Connor and then Sam called me after he goes, Yeah, I know you you know you're getting in the agent business. Uh there's this kid his his name's um David O'Connor and he's like unreal. And so he had the name mixed up but he didn't have the skill set mixed up and I tracked down, uh, you know, who it was. It was actually uh, Connor, and that's sort of my first introduction to him. And then I went and watched him play, and you know, it didn't take a rocket scientist to watch, you know, two or three shifts and say this kid's special. Yeah, uh, um, so, yeah, goes way back. So the million-dollar
0: question that Oilers fans are texting in right now on the Ashley Five Floors text line is: Jeff, did you uh, talk to Connor before coming to the Oilers in an official capacity?
1: Yeah, I did. I, um, I called Connor, um, and I told him that I had, you know, received, uh, inquiry about my interest in the position and, uh, I wanted to talk to him about it and, uh, just get his thoughts and we chatted a little bit, like we always did about stuff. And he said, uh, you know, I think he'd be, he'd be great in that role. Um, you should definitely go and speak with Daryl Cates about it. Um, but who will be my agent? And I was like, well, don't get ahead of yourself. I'm not right. saying that I'm going to do this. I'm going to. I'm just sort of trying to work it out in my head. Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. So he was, you know, right off the hop. Um, so supportive and encouraging of the idea. Um, and then I, then I, like I said, you know, previously uh, nothing happened for almost a month while I took care of a bunch of agents. Related business, and then I circled back with Connor and met with him and Lauren um, and just told them what I was thinking about doing. And you know, and Connor and, and, and Lauren, too, were both very supportive of it. So that's sort of how that played out. Uh,
0: Order CEO of Hockey Operations, Jeff Jackson, Bob Stoffer with you in Orders Now. It's currently 539 in Edmonton. Uh, uh I met Judd Moldaver today. He came down to uh, Rogers' place. So uh, uh, he's the man that's now going to be representing Connor, carrying forward. One thing that you your agency did well, and there's a couple things. I I, I like that you stuck up for your clients, even though sometimes it meant that I'd get a tweet saying, hey, and that's okay because it leads to more discourse and conversation. So I, I've always admired that. Um And I also liked what you guys, specifically when I look at that 2016 NHL draft, in the second round, uh, you you had Debrinkit, you had Cairo, you had Radish, and you had Kachuk. And and second round picks have about a 20% chance to play 100 plus games in the NHL. Uh, You guys have killed it with those guys. You know, uh, Radish and Kachuk are going to be playing bigger roles with Chicago. The other two guys have already had, you know, 30 goal seasons in the NHL. Debrinkit's had 240 goal years. Was there There's something that you headed up on the development side that, you know, sort of furthered the push for your players so you weren't necessarily having to be reliant on the NHL organization for developing those guys.
1: Yeah, well, um, I would just say before we get into the, my answer, we we didn't have the Kachuk kid who's in Chicago as a client. It was Nathan Bastion was our fourth okay. second rounder that year. Just so because yep. I, I don't want the you know anyway to get uh, annoyed that, that we would take credit for that. But we did have four kids. Um, but to answer your question, like um, Dave Gundy joined me uh, or hockey uh, prior to the Wasserman sale. Dave and I, like I said, we went way back. He was the director of player development for the Vancouver Canucks, you know, under Mike Gillis when they went to the Stanley Cup final. He's a brilliant hockey mind, great on development, played 15 years himself. Sam, obviously the proof is in the pudding. Sam's like 17 years. um, But there's a plethora of kids who played for Dave in minor hockey who went on to play uh, in the NHL. And so our theory was, like, we're recruiting these kids at, you know, very young ages, 14, 15. They're not drafted in the NHL until 18. We need to do – if we're going to spend the time to recruit them, watch them, all that sort of thing, uh, we need to help them develop as quickly as possible. So, So having a partner like Dave was – was really instrumental in us taking like an active role in player development. He, he, he already had done that at the NHL level. So he had sort of a blueprint. It was a little different because the kids were younger, but you're, they're more malleable. So, and he did a fantastic job with so many of our young guys. And, and it's, um, it's something that's super critical, you know, moving down the train, for our for our guys, when we drop players and they become Edmonton Oilers, um, you know, there's a there's a there's a window of opportunity before they get to the American League or the NHL club where we have to do a really good job, a much better job, I think, in developing those players' skill sets, whether it's on ice skill, whether it's mental preparedness, whether it's teaching them different things about being a pro, and and packaging it all up together. So that when they arrive as young professionals at 20 years of age, they're they're well ahead of the curve. They're not just you know okay, we're going to put them in the American League and play them there for a couple of years. after their development. I think we're we're going to take a proactive approach, just like we did at the agency, which seemed to work for us. Uh, that that draft in particular was like pretty incredible. That four second rounders all playing and playing, you know, really important roles in the NHL. So. Yeah, Jeff.
0: Yep. Uh, thanks for correcting me. I make about two thousand four hundred and thirty-seven mistakes a year on the show, so that's uh, it's not like going to be the last one. <laughs> uh, I got I got to ask you about this. Um, so we know the orders are in a win. Hey, the times now. You're right. It's it's win now. The team has moved their last couple of number ones in the same deal for Matthias Ekholm, who we'll have on the show on Thursday here in Oilers. Now he was a great ad for this hockey club. The reality is. Your draft capital—you uh, might not have the same amount of bullets in that regard as other clubs in the future in the draft. Does that mean that you, you know, you're going to have to do a better job, or the organization's going to have to do a better job in finding players in other routes other than necessarily the NHL draft?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're not picking um, a lot in the draft, then you've got to find other ways to acquire players. Um, I think that. That Ken Holland has done a fantastic job getting a team to where it is now where we're you know we're on the cusp of competing for the cup winning the Stanley Cup is a very difficult task you have to have a lot of things line up Um, there's high expectations for this team but I would just temper that by saying that like lots of things have to go right for teams even with you know superstars and all the other players that you know a team like Edmonton has Um, But back to your point, yes, like we have to be able to find players. We have to be able to look at late bloomers. We have to take players that we might draft in the third and fourth rounds and look at it specifically as what is their their upside? Maybe they're not like, you know, a high-end prospect now, but you see something in their game that you know is workable, If you get the right development, whether it's it's, you know working on their skating or on their puck protection or or what have you, and bring players along like 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 a Connor Brown, for instance, in Toronto, he was a six-round pick. Toronto did an excellent job with their player development. They recognized something in Connor Brown or his competitiveness and his desire to win and his relentlessness. Um, and that ended up being a player that was like a home run for them um, and you know all these years later he's a very solid NHL player Is going to be a big contributor to our team so that's the type of player you got to find, like the, like a Connor Brown-esque uh, sort of player. Final one for
0: you, Jeff, and we appreciate you staying through a couple of breaks for us and being our inaugural guest on our 5-7 edition of Oilers Now. Uh, you mentioned a couple times in the interviews we did on Oilers Now and as well as on Oilers Plus about you know things like uh, analytics and, and sports science and, and maybe you might be able to assist in that fashion. Are you making a little bit of headway on that front?
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of things on, on a, sort of a, a, a list of things to look at really carefully and s- certainly um, looking at, you know, how the team uses analytics, um, building that department into something a little bit more substantial. Um, but again, I, I I did say this, like I want the Oilers to be best in class in everything we do. Um, we have two of the best players in the world. We have a lot of really great leaders in that room um but it's uh, incumbent upon us in the management to, to to do everything well so that we have um a long run here it's like it's, it might be win now but i think we want to be in a position to compete now every single year and in order to do that you have to have all of those other areas like being strong foundational pieces
0: much appreciate the time jeff thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week Okay, Bob, thanks. You bet. You bet. That is Edmonton Oilers, CEO of Hockey Operations, Jeff Jackson. Don't miss your chance to join an exciting road trip to Nashville, Tennessee to watch the Oilers play the Predators. This package includes nonstop airfare with Flair Airlines, Four Nights Deluxe Hotel, all the action, lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with yours truly, and special guests. Experience all that Music City USA has to offer. This October, we already sold out the initial 40 spots. Call New West Travel. Go online at newwesttravel.com. 548 in Edmonton, back with NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing and a one-on-one conversation with Zach Hyman. Welcome back, everybody. Five to seven Oilers now on six thirty, Chad. Six thirty, Chad, with a booming fifty thousand watt station heard throughout the province. You can get it, no question about it. Uh, and the play-by-play voice of both the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks. Brendan Escott's going to join us momentarily. He does countdown to the kickoff, Elks pre and post game. The Elks had a tough loss yesterday. They played pretty well through three quarters. This text comes in on the Ashley Fine for Fine Floors text line. Jeff Jackson and the new CEO of the Oilers Hockey Operations. Love Jeff's approach to the kids. About time. Uh, there you go. Also, did he say we didn't have boots on the ground in the OHL? Uh, well, he said that Rick Precy's is going to be based in the OHL, and that is going uh, to be happening, carrying forward. As we go to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan. Let's rip through it. The Oilers announcing that Noah Siegel has uh, been named as the club's video coach. Mike Finelli named the new video coaching and analytics coordinator. Uh, He, of course, takes over for Jeremy Koupal, but uh, Siegel was with the team uh, last year and started out uh, with uh, Bakersfield, in fact. Uh, Elsewhere, you've got Dan Heinen heading to Boston on a PTO. PWHL starting to take shape ahead of their draft. Uh, Bruderheim, Alberta's Emirates Mash. Meyer, part of the first three that were signed today to the team in Ottawa. Otherwise, Sarah Nurse is heading to Toronto, Marie-Philippe Poulain to Montreal. A U of A Golden Bears they continue exhibition action this weekend, a home-and-home home series against the Calgary Dinos. Starts Friday in Calgary, Saturday back at the Drake, and the Oil Kings did wrap up their training camp this weekend. All right. Uh, we are uh, going to run interviews uh, every d- day this week with Key Edmonton Oilers players, and the first one we're going to hook up with is is Zach Hyman of the orders I caught up with him earlier today. Zach, thank you for uh, joining us on Oilers. Now uh, I'm going to serve you up a softball right out of the plate. Uh, besides being too long the summer, meaning that you know, obviously the team would have liked to have uh, gone a you know a couple more rounds. Just a thought on having the chance to you know recalibrate and recharge and get going. It's great, great to be back in Edmonton. It's earlier than usual, so it's
2: it's nice to be back. It feels like we have you know almost our whole team back, and uh, and we're up and running already. So it's
0: fun to be back. Uh, so what does that say that you have your home team back, and the fact that you you know you're part of the leadership group that the messages has been sent to all the players. You need to be here, you know two and a half weeks before training camp starts to be part of the captain's skates. Yeah, just we're hungry.
2: I think uh, last year, we, you know, we were left with a, a sour taste and it's something that, you know, you want to get back at it right away and, and obviously in summer you have to go, go to training and whatnot, but we wanted to be back here as soon as possible to, to kind of get things kicked off.
0: Your uh, celebrity golf tournament almost spawned some news, but some guys <laughs> held off. I know uh, there was a pretty substantial move made with Jeff Jackson's Connors agent coming aboard as the, uh, the CEO of the hockey operations side. Uh, it was a pretty intriguing move that created some uh, uh, interesting ramifications around the league. Uh, but I think it also, uh, you know, it's it's a pretty. I, I get your thoughts as a player when when a guy we've seen recently, uh, Kent Hughes leaving Cortex going to Montreal, uh, Bill Zito prior to being with Columbus was uh, with Acme World. That was the the firm that had um, Yesa Puliary. Uh, there has been some success with guys that have, you know, dealt with players a lot as agents coming in heading up organizations. Yeah, I think it's exciting. Obviously, he's got a lot of familiarity with
2: a bunch of players here, and and Connor, of course. So I think that's always a positive. Um, I just got to know him. We, we actually didn't cross cross paths, which is funny because he had some guys in Toronto, when I was in Toronto, Connor Brown, actually. Um, and then when I came to Edmonton, obviously with Connor, so uh, I got to meet him in the summer for the first time, and and just kind of pick his brain, and and uh, yeah, he seems like a great guy, really innovative, and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be uh, interesting
0: interesting to see you know what he does and implements I can remember and this is this will be year 16 for me so uh, and Daryl Cates is on the team for the last 16 seasons but I can remember times he didn't you know predating that where the orders had to overpay to get uh, free agents or where they you know they had to have the highest bid or they had to target secondary players and uh, I think of a guy like Connor Brown he could have gone anywhere in the league with a, a deal structured the way it was just a, a thought process you know the guy from the time that you guys both played together in the Maple Leafs organization. Maybe Zach, why Connor uh, Brown is a good fit for this hockey club at this time?
2: Yeah, for sure. He's a great, great player and a great guy. I played with him in Toronto, like you mentioned. And, yeah, I think first off, you know, I don't I think Edmonton's a, a destination guys want to come to now. I think you kind of alluded to in the past, maybe you guys don't want to come here. But... Um, you know, a chance to win. That's right. Like a chance to win, and and you know, just speaking from experience, I, I really just enjoy the city and being here. I like it's, it's it's an amazing place to play, and the fans are incredible, and and so kind of conveyed that message to Brownie, and I think from a, what you're going to get from him is just a hardworking player that's going to grind and and work for all of his uh, accolades, and uh, I think it's a great opportunity for him, and
0: big reason he signed here. When you talk to your peers around the league, is there a <laughs> sense that you know I? Maybe it doesn't matter what the outside noise thinks. Even outside players... It matters more what you guys internally believe. But is there a recognition? I mean, the Orders, since Jay Woodcroft has taken over the team, February 10th of 2022, the Orders have had the second best record in the National Hockey League. Um, the Orders are tied for the most amount of playoff series played over the last two years. Five. You guys won three of those playoff series. I mean, Ken, since he's taken over, has had the eighth best record in the NHL over the last four years. Like, this is a really good team. Is that, do you get that sense when you maybe talk to some of the guys and other teams and friends of yours that you know around the league? Sure,
2: and I think one of the big things is we're returning almost almost our, our entire team, and I think that's a, a reason that we all came back is we're all we're all buddies, we're all close. There's not many new guys coming into the fold, and and those that are, are going to be able to kind of get acclimated to the team pretty quickly. So, yeah, I think. Uh there are a handful of teams that are right there and scratching right there every year, and, and we want to be a part of the, that group, and we have been. And look at Vegas; they they were knocking on the door for you know you gotta you gotta have a team that continues to knock on the door. You don't know what year is going to be your year, year, but if you keep knocking and you're you're there,
0: you're gonna you're gonna break through. Was there is there anything at this stage in the off season where you're at in your career? That you could improve upon, where you're saying I can be better in this area if I work on this thing in terms of, and far be it for me in my current uh, physical condition hmm. to be. But but seriously, is there anything you can work to be a little bit more explosive or a little bit more strong? I mean, one of the things that you bring is relentless net drive, and the hmm. Oilers needed to have more of that, and that's part of the reason why the team scored more goals the last couple of years is because they can't just they don't just score off the rush, but the team now can score off of extended cycles. The power play speaks for itself. But is there anything you could work on your? Game? game at all? For sure. I think
2: there's a fallacy that you hit a certain age and you just start to decline and you can't get better. I think that's a crazy misconception. For me, I think every year you can evaluate your game and look at things you want to get better at and um, you know, I'm always around the net so I always work on getting getting things you know, scoring from those areas that you, you score the most from. So I'm always working around the net, trying to figure out ways to score and, and, and capitalize more and I think you work on your when you get to my age, you know, I'm I'm thirty one now, so you know, I feel young, I feel good, but you wanna work you wanna make sure that you're maintaining your speed, that you're maintaining your explosiveness and, and that you're staying healthy and doing things that um, you know are proactive to make sure that that you can have a a long career and and be healthy during the year
0: There you go. That is Edmonton Oilers forward, Zach Hyman. In his first two years in Edmonton, he has set career highs both years. 27 goals, 54 points um, in 21-22, and this past year, 36 goals, 83 points. It's been everything the Oilers could have imagined and more. And you know what? He took a million less to sign in Edmonton than he could have gone to a couple Eastern Conference teams. Off to a global news weather traffic update. James Dunn will have that for you when we return. For Wild Factor Desserts, Brian Lawton.